Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 68 of We're Talking Shift, the podcast where I just love to talk a lot of shift because I believe that when we feel stuck, when it's time to level up, rise to any challenge, or make a shift in our lives, the process must begin with a shift in our thinking. And that, my friends, is the antidote to feeling stuck. Today, I think we're going to spend a few minutes talking a little bit about self-care, self-worth, and the relationship between the two. And let's see, I'm hoping TJ is going to jump in here and chat with me about this. Are you there, TJ? I'm here, Lori. How are you? Cool. I'm, I'm pretty good. Actually, pretty good. Coming down the home stretch of my last uh, 12 days in Florida before uh, hubby and I start slowly making our way north and north, I guess, northwest via the north, heading straight north and then west to Wyoming. So I'm soaking up as much of this Florida sun as I can. Yeah, I mean, you can get acclimated very quickly and then it's a a quick, harsh reminder that, uh, oh, yeah. The, the elements uh, where I normally am am not always like this. Yeah. it's uh, We're going to stop in Minnesota on our way back to Wyoming. Oh, you're brave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, it's really not on the way, is it? But no. <laughs> that's what I mean. Northwest via the north uh, corridor. But we've got family there. So we're going to go visit. And I think it was like two two degrees. Right. Yeah. The yeah. other day. And that's, so, uh, that's without the wind chill, probably. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm hoping that in, you know, two more weeks or so, uh, it's going to shift. But, but anyway. Manifest so, it, Lori, manifest it. The people of I Minnesota am. need it. I am. I'm manifesting. I'm bringing sun with me. I am, um, I'm affirming uh, everything I need to affirm. I'm, I'm making sacrifices to the weather gods. So I'm doing everything I can, <laughs> but, and, you know, it's going to be great no matter what. But anyway, on with today, um, health, I'm talking a little bit about health, but not the usual way. Um, not just about physical health. I'm, I'm going to be talking about the important areas in our lives and looking at how healthy each of those areas are. So in addition to our physical health, I think it's also important to pay attention and, and periodically evaluate the health of like our relationships, our finances, and of course, our mental and emotional health, which brings me specifically to self-care. That's kind of what I really want to hone in on today. Um, I think that the subject of self-care has been, well, it's been, really been one of the hottest topics going over the last few years. I never heard, I never even heard the term self-care like 15 years ago, but now, you know, it's, it's on the cover of every magazine and, you know, there's books on self-care and apparently we all need to really learn some great self-care practices because that's, that's the topic du jour. So, you know, that's a good thing. I mean, we should all have really good self-care practices for obvious reasons. Do you have Do you have specific self-care practices? I don't. I mean, I just feel like I try to take good care of myself all the time. So I don't have like a specific regimen that I would say, this is my self-care routine or exercise or practice. Do, do you, TJ? 100% I do. And, and I think you probably do as well, but you just don't realize it. When I think about 
mental health and, and self-care and, and, you know, the, the whole sort of idea that, you know, we have two sort of beings that we need to make sure uh, are taken care of. One, our mental health to our physical health. And I think that both of those uh, sort of, you know, the success of both are, are rooted in the same thing. If you don't move physically and you don't take care of yourself and, and watch what you put into your body, um, you know, nu nutritionally speaking, then you're going to get out of shape and you're not going to do well. And this kind of sort of stems back to your, your mental diet. I mm -hmm. think the same sort of thing as well when it comes to the mental side of things, but I think more along the lines of almost a, a fitness. We talk about, you know, physical health and, and physical fitness. We, we do now talk a lot more about mental health uh, than we used to, but we don't really talk about mental fitness. And mm -hmm. one thing for me that I've noticed that I desperately need, and, and sometimes I think it, it bothers my wife and maybe even my son at times, but I grew up an only child. I'm very much a, a loner. I don't want to necessarily shut people out, but I do need at least an hour a day where I'm not, you know, maybe working out or, you know, doing some personal, uh, chore. I just need an hour where I zone out and look at my phone or look at the television or read a book. And, and that's sort of my self-care sort of mm -hmm. awareness. And, and I realized like when I get that time, Lori, uh, I actually feel much better. So I kind of liken it to, uh, going for a quick jog. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's basically like you are just kind of giving your brain a break right. from things. Yeah, right. right. And, and sometimes I feel like I can't attain that even if just someone else is in the room, even if they're not, you know, mm -hmm. talking to me or in, engaging with me, I just need to be able to sort of, you know, cleanse my mental palate, if you will. And mm -hmm. by doing so, I, I just need no outside influences for, I would say at least 30 minutes a day, if not a full hour. Oh yeah, I, no, I absolutely get that. I'm like that too. I, it, it is even if somebody else is is there and they're and they're quiet. It's um, but it's almost like an energetic thing. I like to have that time where there's no other human energy around me. Right. I don't uh, want any influence because yeah. people yeah, can influence yeah. you without even knowing it. Right. Right. And so I like to have that time too, where it's just me and my thoughts with whatever I'm focusing on or trying to not focus on. And yeah, that is, I guess that, that totally is a self-care practice. Um, so you're right. I do have those things. I, I guess I don't think of them as an exercise or a practice because I just, because it's rolled into my lifestyle. So it's just the way I do things. But that's, that's that the yeah. best diet and the best fitness regimen are also just rolled into your lifestyle. Right. It's just the way that I live. So, yeah. And I think though that, um, and here's the thing, the reason I wanted to talk about this, because I find that there are a lot of like not so obvious things that people do in the name of self-care, but in the larger scheme of things that it's really not all that self-caring. So, and I'll explain what I mean in a minute, like self-care can easily turn into a degree of self-abuse depending on how you, number one, how you define self-care and number two, what it is you're doing that you're calling self-care. So, you know, you got to ask yourself if your self-care exercise or practice is one that you're really, you know, taking care of yourself or are you doing something 
to numb yourself or escape from some emotional pain. So there can be a gray area there for some people. Like it's really easy to relax certain standards, you know, that we set for ourselves in the name of self-care and self-love. And, and, you know, you'll hear it all the time. I've, I've said it, people have said it, clients have said it, it'll be like, well, you know, I've earned this or, or I'm worth this. That's like the mentality and that's all great. But is it really great if that reward that you've earned or that, that you say I'm worth this, whatever the reward is that you're deeming self-care, is it really caring or is it actually that reward something that's going to kind of sabotage you in the big scheme of things? Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, I hate to bring this to a dark sort of area, but, you know, sometimes addicts talk about self-medicating. And when mm -hmm. you're using substances, to a certain extent, in your heart of hearts, it can be something that you can justify and say you're self-medicating when you're really putting poisons into your body. So it's like, I mean, that's that's a bit off this this path that you're going down. But at the same time, like, I feel like the justification for doing something can be grossly yeah. warped at times. Right, right. It's I mean, it, it's a little off the path, but it's an but it's an extreme example. And it, and it's the same thing, though. Like if you you're right, if you feel like you have to justify the reward or justify the lowering of standards that you've set for yourself, well, that might be a clue telling you to think really carefully about, you know, what you're about to do in the name of self-care. And I think here's a here's a really good example that probably is less extreme, but m super common that almost everybody can relate to. So a, a while back, a former client of mine called and, and she had, um, she had put some new standards in, in place for herself around her, her diet and her eating lifestyle because she, she wanted to lose a little bit of weight and just basically up level her overall health. So she, uh, you know, she just kind of modified her values and she raised her standards and, and she put some measures in place. And then she was reading like a self-care book or, you know, an article or something. And, and then whatever it was that she read caused her to decide to relax her standards a little bit and the level of discipline that she had committed to, you know, she just like, didn't want to be quite so hard on herself and she wanted to, you know, be kinder to herself and enjoy things and just relax a little bit and not be so uptight about it. Okay. Seems harmless and very kind and self-caring on the surface. But what, what happened was that she started to get frustrated because she was then of course, no longer getting the results that she had previously been enjoying and that she felt really good about. So naturally she was regaining a little bit of the weight that she lost and now she's feeling kind of unhappy. So her dilemma was really this state of confusion that she found herself in, like not being able to find that, that sweet spot of self care and being kind to herself while still staying true to this goal that she had set for herself, which meant maintaining the higher standards that she set. So, you know, I think if we really think about this, well, self-care is the act of caring well for yourself and caring well for yourself sometimes means doing things that you may not feel like doing, but you do them anyway, because it's the best and the smartest way to take care of yourself. 
And it also means not making a habit of doing things that you know are not good for you, like sometimes that reward system that we come up with. So I think that it's important to drive home the point that abandoning your standards and your values are the opposite of self-care. But I think sometimes it's easy for us to do that in the name of self-care. You know what I mean? It can be a confusing area for, for some people. 100 percent. You know, the the best things in life are are worth, you know, working hard for. And when you aren't working hard for things, you know, sometimes maybe in other areas of life, things will just fall into place, but likely not the way that you uh, want them to or need them to. And and I think that kind of goes back to uh, the whole sort of idea of of, you know, setting goals and accomplishing them and and taking care of yourself and ensuring that you can you know, achieve the the things that you put down on paper. You got to work for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that um, having, I would say having a healthy self-care practice is, is more appealing and easier to maintain when you have a healthy degree of self-worth. And that's where these two things, it's important that people don't um, look at them as, as disconnected um, because they're, they're completely related. You you do self-care, you have self-care practices because you're worth the effort. And your your goals and the things that you just mentioned, you know, you want to work hard for, it's because you're worth the effort that to, to that that you're going to have to put forth in order to achieve those things or to realize those things. I think that feeling worthy, which is a, you know, that's a problem for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Um, self-worth is a big issue. Um, but feeling worthy is is what makes you willing to set those higher standards for yourself and make choices that are in your own best interest. So, I mean, you can see how self-worth and self-care are not independent of each other. One is necessary, I think, for the other. And, and here's the, where it actually gets, I think, kind of simple, leading back to what we first started talking about, where it's almost like you know, a lifestyle for some people, when you have that a healthier sense of self-worth, it seems like you naturally have a strong desire to care well for yourself. So, so self-care practices, really, they just become a normal part of your lifestyle. Well, if you don't appreciate yourself, you're not going to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if if I don't respect uh, something that you give me, uh, am I going to take the best, you know, care of it? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for a lot of people that maybe think, you know, uh, I want to I want to develop some good self-care practices and they struggle with it or they, they try something and they, they just can't seem to maintain it rather than looking at maybe it's rather than looking at what they're trying to do. They need to back it up a little bit and sort of examine their belief in their own self-worth. Where is where is that at? Is that something that you need to you know, look at a little bit deeper because there may be an obstacle there depending on how you feel about your own sense of self-worth because it's going to affect then how diligent you are about self-care practices. I agree wholeheartedly, 100%. Yeah. So when your discipline is tested and your willpower is tested and you hold yourself to, to your standards, that's, you know, that's self-care. That's expressing your sense of self-worth. But on the flip side, if you do 
have self-care practices or, or exercises, things that you do, and you kind of fall off the, the, the I guess, the self-care wagon and, and you, you just sort of, you know, go on, you know, maybe it is a diet thing. That's just an easy, obvious one that most people can relate to. Um, so you fall off of it and you've just, you know, had a, a terrible weekend or you went on vacation and just all bets were off kind of thing. I think, Self-care also comes into play here where you you want to make sure that when you've done that and you've bent your rules, um, you know, don't don't beat yourself up. Self-care then would have you just learn, you know, decide, well, that's not something I want to continue. Forgive yourself. You know, just don't go around um, abusing yourself and thinking that, well, you're you know, you're not you're not worth the effort now because you had a few bad days. And I think that that is self-care too, to be able to be kind to yourself in that sense and go, well, you know what? I I went off the reservation a little bit there, but now I'm back because I, because I care because I'm worth it. I'll jump back on and, and, you know, do the thing I set out to do. So I think that's a good way to look at it as well. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say about that before I, Closer out for the day? No, I mean, I think that is something to sort of keep your your eye on the prize with when, you know, you may give in to temptation or indulge when it comes to, say, like a, a diet. Like, it's okay to cheat. It's another thing to lose and, and give up. And sometimes, unfortunately, I think, uh, you know, giving in uh, turns into giving up far too often. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think uh, it... <sighs> People give up too easily. Just, you know, I think, and then you almost have, get yourself in this cycle of getting mad at yourself um, and being, you just, it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. You just kind of wear this sense of guilt and it wears away at your self-esteem and it, and it eats away at your self-worth. So it becomes a vicious cycle, you know, in a, in a real negative way. So I think that, you know, being, forgiving of yourself and showing yourself some, some kindness and it's not the end of the world. Just, you know, wake up and start again. I, I completely agree. We can all be successful. And, uh, what's, what's interesting to me is, is seeing some people be very successful and then having a very hard time to replicate that success later in life, especially when they already know that they can do it. They've already done it. Just do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, that is a, actually a really good point to make because I think so many times we have the the skills or the resources or the the characteristics within us that we are using successfully in one area, but we we just haven't maybe directed those same skills and resources into another area that we're that we're struggling with. But but a lot of times they're there. It's just a matter of of recognizing it and then and then pivoting and directing them very specifically to to you know to this other area that you really want to focus on we usually have what we need within us and if we if we don't that's you know there's a million resources out there that's what that's what it's all about when you're able to then reach out to you know to a, a friend a relative a professional whoever to to say you know what i i recognize that i could use a little help in this area and, you know, help me with my, help me figure out 
what my issue is with self-worth or help me figure out how I can employ some better self-care practices right. because it's really important to me. I would say 90% of the time, I think we're capable of accomplishing anything that we want. And the other 10% of the time where uh, we we may need to, you know, seek some help, uh, it's really all about optimization. And sometimes you need someone to uh, help you sort of rein things in and uh, you can go do it. Just go do it. Succeed. Always succeed. You can always do it. I like that. So positive today. Good. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. Well, thank you for chiming in. That was awesome, TJ. I think those were some good little nuggets there for people to chew on. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today. Remember, if you're trying to make some shift happen in your life, you can find out what private coaching with me is all about on lauribischoff.com. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've got something good to say about this, please give me a rating, leave me some comments, and help spread this good shift around by sharing the We're Talking Shift podcast with your friends. Until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Go make some epic shift happen in your life. And that goes for you too, Gary V. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.